struggle to motivate ourselves. Written by Scott Young, March 2021. In the last lesson, I introduced a simple metaphor for motivation. Action always flows downhill. Thanks to the amazing circuitry in our basal ganglia, we take billions of simultaneously firing neurons in our brain and produce sequential thoughts and action. Yet the choice of which action to take isn't always the one our higher selves would opt for. Our motivational hardwiring is notoriously short-sighted, failing to spur us on for rewards that will take months and years to reach. In this simplified account, one aspect I didn't include was why our motivational terrain is what it is. Why do we find some actions harder to take than others? Why, in other words, do we struggle to motivate ourselves? Push and pull, two forces of motivation. There are two different kinds of reasons we might fail to motivate ourselves. The first is a lack of drive. And this could be because the object of our goals just isn't rewarding enough. Sometimes we even trick ourselves about how genuine our motivation is more on that later, and thus get stuck with goals that fail to inspire, but which we can't drop to do something better. Second, pain from progress. So alternatively, there might be something particularly aversive in the way of our progress. This can be fears, as someone who wants to deliver a great speech but suffers from stage fright certainly knows. But more commonly, it's drudgery, effort, or just boredom. We want to ace the exam, but grinding through problem sets just isn't a lot of fun. Now importantly, it seems that these two factors of motivation can operate somewhat independently, meaning we can be in situations where we have few barriers, but relatively lackluster drive and thus stall out. But we can also be in situations where our goal is highly compelling, but have equally large pains which prevent us from making progress. Problems of drive. Now, it might seem paradoxical to talk about having a goal that you're not really motivated to achieve. After all, if you didn't really have much desire for the goal, why is it your goal in the first place? One reason has to do with how motivation is shaped by reinforcement contingencies. In their pioneering work, Edward Ryan and Richard Desi developed an experiment that contradicted decades of previous research on motivation. Earlier behaviorist theories of motivation assumed all motivators were strictly additive. If you give someone an extra reason to do something, their motivation ought to increase. And this was backed by complicated theories that argued that motivation is simply the expression of past reinforcement. If you take an action, that is because of past reinforcement. End of explanation. Consciousness, emotion, and goals were unnecessary for understanding according to this theory. In his experiment on intrinsic motivation, Desi showed that rewarding someone for an enjoyable activity, say completing fun puzzles, did have the predictable effect on behavior. People did more puzzles. But, perversely, it diminished motivation after the experiment was complete. People did fewer puzzles for fun afterward. This experiment led the duo to propose self-determination theory as a more sophisticated model for human motivation. This theory says that it isn't simply the rewards that count. Our sense of autonomy over the actions we take matters too. So what does this mean for a lack of drive? Ryan and Desi explain this elegantly too. In their system, externally motivated behavior operates on a spectrum. 
from purely instrumental activity we only do to get a particular reward to all the partially internalized motivators we feel guilt when we don't always reach them to those which are fully authentic and integrated into our personality. Now this explains why goals can sometimes fail to motivate. If the impetus for a goal is a socially internalized norm, I need to get good grades or I should really exercise daily, but doesn't feel entirely self-generated, it can often provide only inconsistent motivation. Essentially, we'll work at it enough to meet our appearance in the eyes of others, but often fail to pursue it vigorously enough to actually make real progress. Spotting these pseudo-goals in oneself doesn't always lead to a perfect solution. However, if you notice that your problem is that motivation isn't fully internalized, you can either work to make it more fully autonomous, injecting choice and control back into the domain, selling yourself on your goals, bringing it into alignment with other values, or you can push it back to work on something else that you truly care about. Problems of pain. The other reason we fail to motivate ourselves is because the pain of taking action can be too great. Now, this may not be a literal pain, but fear, boredom, unpleasantness, or just drudgery. As procrastination researcher Pierre Steele noted in his literature review, task unpleasantness is one of the biggest associated factors with procrastination. While this isn't earth-shatteringly surprising to realize, it too suggests ways we can improve progress on our goals. One is simply to redesign them to make them less unpleasant. If the problem is that your goal requires going forward with something you really don't like, maybe you can do something you like more instead. Another clue to resolving this problem comes from the psychology of phobias. Exposure therapy, in which you expose yourself gently to a fearful stimulus over time, has a high effectiveness for reducing fear. To the extent that your aversion to making progress is due to an irrational fear or anxiety, applying a similar method can ease you into the work. Now, while it's easy to think about pain in the most dramatic terms, it's often the small pinches and itches that really derail progress. How many people fail to set up retirement account because the thought of trying to understand their 401k program makes them feel a bit anxious? How many get stuck in dead-end jobs because the thought of reaching out to talk to a few people in different career spaces just feels awkward? Motivation is a complex and fascinating topic. In Make It Happen, we spend six weeks discussing motivational strategies for achieving your goals. Success comes from self-awareness. If you can understand the friction points holding you back, you can start to get results a lot faster. I'll open registration for a new session of Make It Happen next week. On Sunday, I'll share the final lesson of this warm-up series. If you want to find out about the course, go to make-it-happen-course.com and you can sign up to get information. Thanks for listening to this episode. More episodes like this can be found by searching for Scott Young Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on most other podcasting apps available on your smartphone. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider rating my show as it helps other people find out about it. More of my work can be found on my website at scotthyoung.com.